Welcome to Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra oh Johari, and this is Joel Kim Booster, for those of you. My own name out. Wow, you guys, welcome to our podcast. This is a very special episode of Urgent Care, because Mitra and I are both feeling really? like complete yeah. ass. Yeah, and we, so... For drastically different reasons. Drastically really excited different to get reasons. Into. I feel like I should... First of all, let's just say like what the premise of the podcast oh, yeah. is because this is the first episode. Of <laughs> <laughs> the first episode <laughs> First ever. episode ever. Um, this is an advice podcast uh, where, where we will uh, help you to the extent of our incredibly limited ability, much right. like an actual urgent, urgent care. care. And I have to say like... The reason I'm feeling this way should give you a clear indication that you've made a mistake in calling. Yes. Um, I am off the boat. Um, if you've been listening, you've been hearing um, the saga of me on a boat um, this whole time, and I made it off, um, and I made it off with this voice. Mm. This voice. And boy, did I have fun, but boy, do I feel like absolute shit right now. Any highlights that you'd like to share? I mean, plenty of highlights. Here's the thing. Like, it is always like a lovely experience and I make truly, when I say that, and I'm not exaggerating this, I make so many new friends on the boat that I, I like look in the eyes and I say, you are for life. It's going to be in my life forever. Um, and it's great. And, um, and it, and it usually holds true. Um, and then there are like funny moments and I don't know, it is great, but I do, I did sleep a, on average three hours a night while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is crazy. And I also will say that one of the, f- this is a funny story. And I, I want to, I wanted to lead up top by saying how lovely a time it is on there and how genuinely kind, you know, it's a boat of 6,000 guys. And like, I think the lion's share of my interpersonal experiences were positive. Great. Um, but. <laughs> but. So famously, this happened early in the week. It was like 5.30 and I was just like leaving one of the parties and my friend texted me and they were like, there's an after. Um, there's a Kiki, which is just code for orgy um, at this point um, in the parlance of the ship. And they're like, oh, the it's. parlance a- of the ship, yes. Yeah, You're a full pirate yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Uh, they were like, it's in, uh, it's in uh, 1716. And I was like with two other people and I was like, oh, do you guys want to go to this orgy at 1760? And they're like, oh, you can't go there. And I was like, why not? And they're like, they don't let Asians in there. <gasps> And I was like, what? And so... Did they know that you're talent? I know. I, like, <laughs> was so, like, I was, like, kind of shocked. And it was so funny because I, like, of course told everyone. Um, and most Good. people... And, like, at, at almost everyone was, like, sort of, like, shocked and appalled by that. Like, one person I told was literally, like, we were, like, dancing. He was like, yeah, did you hear about uh, 1716 and there, there are no Asians rule? And he was like, what is this, 2008? And I was like, oh, is that oh. where, is that when it ended? Oh, like, my God. Um, and it's crazy because, like, roughly 30% of the boat is Asian. I would say 30% is is white. And then like, or forty percent is white, and then twenty percent is yeah, you know, everybody else. Um, so it was like cr- kind of crazy. That's wow. It is. It is interesting a, a ratio. Huge um, ratio of 
of Asian people on that boat. Wow. So bold move with the yeah, yeah, whites to do that. only policy. But then it was so funny because I told somebody else who knew those guys and I was like, yeah, they have a, a, a no Asian policy. And, they're, um, and, they're, and they were like, no, 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 no. They're not racist. They're not racist. Like they just say that because they don't want like guys with small dicks coming to the parties. And I was like, and you're like oh, oh so yeah, you're that's, <laughs> I was like, that's so much. But you're right. When you put it like that, that is not racist at all. Um, that's absolutely fantastic to Whoa. hear. Um, but no, and I will say again, most of my experiences were positive. I met so many doctors that, and fucked so many doctors that uh, specialized in like my specific ailments. Um, like I literally was just texting <laughs> That's one. That's incredible. And I was like, hey, is it normal to still be nauseous 48 hours later after... <laughs> all of the substances that I put in my body. And he's like, yeah, that's probably normal. And I also like, I have an old um, ankle injury and I met a bone doctor who specializes in, in like feet and ankles. And I was wow. like talking to him a lot about that. And it felt a little transactional because it was like post sex, but. That's okay. I mean, but, if, but, but it feels like it's more like it's a problem if it's like happening before the sex. For sure. For sure. And then it's I, just two friends helping yeah <laughs> just well one friend helping another friend that and then they both had sex yeah <laughs> friends i um i did fall ship. in love three times and each of those men had something about them that was problematic that i found out about and was and it made After me really sad you fell in love or yes. within well the fall two of them i won't i won't say on on air i'll tell you afterwards but one of them the guy who was the marine i did know before and then after postcoitally, I was like, I just want you to know that I like go to a lot of anti-war protests, and I, um, I think your budget should be slashed. And he's like, I'm a flight attendant now. I don't really have any. I'm like, not. I'm not a marine anymore. Your personal budget. And I was like, I think you actually should be ashamed. Um, and then I was like, but you did destabilize the region. And he was like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's right. It's 9 a.m. and I'm, you know. I just want you to know that that's what you did was wrong. <laughs> that's beautiful. He was like, I just wanted to pay for college. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Semper Fi, bitch. Get good grades in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ben. Be rich. <laughs> um, but no, shout out to them if you're listening. Um, I fell in love with you all and I would marry you if you changed the things about you that are problematic. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, Mitra, how was, how was your week while I was on the boat? Um, the Why are you feeling like I feel really bad because I got food poisoning yesterday. I woke up feeling like a raisin, just so dehydrated, so Oof. bad. Um, it was that kind of puking where it's like there's nothing left, but I'm still retching because my body's like it's not over. It's not done yet. Um, That's tough. So I was bad. And I also had a show in the middle of this, and I just felt bad canceling because I was like a couple yeah. hours. Like it, it really was taking hold a couple hours before the show. Um and so I went and on stage the whole time I was just like <laughs> gagging. <laughs> I, I wish you would. Were you feeling sick today at work? Yes. I wish you would have told me because one of the doctors that I saw, like I was in the middle of a dance floor and I had just taken like Molly or something and I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. And he's like, oh, here, take this. And he reached in and he's like, this is what um, we prescribe cancer patients when they have chemo for their nausea. And he gave me a bunch of it. And so, you have it. I know. I should have just given you one. It's truly the only thing. It's the only reason I was able to nibble on food today. Oh, fuck. Well, I can give you one after the show. If I'm still feeling like shit, I will absolutely take that. Yeah. Uh, well, 
tweet because I'll be able some updates. Incredible updates. Oh my God. We are low energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both just like you have a, uh, like four operative cells total yeah, working no, in your body right exactly. now. I have my body cannot hold on to nutrients at the moment. <laughs> and and yet, and yet we, we come crawled, here today. We crawled our ass into the studio. <laughs> we really did both of us were like fully asleep at every break that we had at work today. <laughs> In the fetal position on a couch. Yeah. Looking at each other from across this break room, being like, should we we have to do it. Yeah. Because we know that people depend on us. Yeah. And Speaking so, of which, um, should we read some of these oh, updates yeah. that Let's we got? Do some of these updates. So we have one update and then we have like kind of a larger conversation that yeah, we have to that have. Actually, we really do need to have on air. Um, so Dana, play the update. Uh, hi, Mitra. Hi, Joel. Um, so I'm the girl who might have stalked a city MDPA on LinkedIn <laughs> and I'm calling up with an update that you did not ask for, but um, I wanted to provide out of like sheer narcissism. Um, <laughs> so first, the, the things you said during and after my call have sustained me on a level that is violent and like concerning uh, also that whole situation of my appointment and me messaging him that played out at like 5 p.m. on a Wednesday, which is psychotic. Um, okay. Second, I did cancel LinkedIn premium, but not before I saw that he checked my LinkedIn uh, multiple times. That's wow. cool. Um, and so that brings me to my third point. This is on the list, um, which is three. I don't know if it's clear from the call or my voice, but I'm actually um, very hot, uh, <laughs> but like rabidly gross uh, with, uh, with sex, like too much, um, which uh, is concerning because I don't want to dox myself, um, but I am in medical school. I was there for like an appointment for labs to, for a clinical site so I can go deal with patients. Um, Anyway, all of that's too much, uh, and it's it's ultimately bad, but you guys are lovely, and thank you so much. And you did not help me, but you did bolster my already um, burgeoning ego, so thank you. Wow. Bye. Okay, so she made an enemy at the end of the call, yeah, she really did. I will say, by bringing this up, because I want to say that you did not give us the information that you were there for school for an appointment, yeah. and it is not our fault. We, we could not assume yeah. that you were there for school. In fact, this is another good case. Like mo many of our callers, we've made her life worse by bolstering her... <laughs> Her her sick sense of self worth that I she has—it's too much. But this was this is what I will say that I've also learned through doing these cruises and through doing like gay, big gay parties like this is so many of the people that I see sort of cracked out with like fully dilated eyes are doctors, and it's made me realize. Doctors can be anybody. <laughs> well, it's also like I feel like anybody. the people who are like <laughs> like incredibly noble people with like heroic professions are the ones who are getting the most fucked up out of yes. anyone. Like I've never seen anyone drink more than like a teacher at like yeah. 3 p.m. as soon as school's out. It's like let's get to the closest bar as fast as we can and black out by 6 p.m. <laughs> so we can be up at 4 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um that's a side thing. Um but I, I do think it's fun that he checked your LinkedIn multiple times. Yeah, I say you break up his marriage. Yeah, good luck, bitch. But you also, sound hot enough to do it. I mean, it you're very confident, which which rocks. Um, you did you did of course make an enemy, but yeah, <laughs> we hate you. Don't listen to this podcast. Just anymore. kidding. We actually know that we don't help anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not even each other, which leads us to this next email, which oh, yes. I will I will read. Um, 
We got this from a concerned listener. I just wanted to check in. Also, sometimes I don't understand sarcasm. Joel, in the last ep, you referred to Mitra as a stupid, stupid, unlearned, learned girl. And when she named the caller Taylor Swift, she exclaimed, please, please, Joel, please don't be mad at me for naming the caller a real person. Mitra, are you okay? Are you often afraid that you'll make Joel mad? If you need to talk, I am here. Okay, so and I, I told Joel off mic that I really... Really didn't want to have this conversation on mic. I wanted um, it to be on record, okay? Because I will not be slandered. Joel is like standing over me, like so close to my face right now, <laughs> spitting into my mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, <ew. laughs> um, so um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I just have to come out and say that like I'm in a constant state of fear. Um, Joel is very physically imposing, obviously. Um, gets very, very upset mm-hmm. with me. Um, but Mitra all- was going to do this podcast by herself, actually. <laughs> and she told me about it. And I said... Oh, I'll do that. I'll, I will do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll do that. You. Of course, I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. it with you. <laughs> and then whenever I name a caller a real name, what you guys don't see is that within the room, Joel's just kind of pinching me every time I <laughs> give the caller a bad name. Mm-hmm. So when I get so excited when I give him a good name, not because I am And when has that been? Um, I don't know if the episode has come, come out yet, but no, it did. Catherine <laughs> yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, and no fun. one can take that away from me. I had a name that was in the title of the episode. I want to say for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep track. Uh, there are often collaborations. They are. But I'll say that was the one that I was like, okay, I, I'm not getting pinched today. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a pleasure or delight. And it makes me really happy to do this. And yeah. I, it's just, a, it's just for jokes and giggles. And I promise I would say something if I was feeling bad. <laughs> do I come off? I feel like you come off just as abusive to me. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. You stupid, stupid, unlearned girl. <laughs> to I read love, these back, to I read know, the transcript back really does. The transcript is unsettling. That one, <laughs> please, please, Joel, please don't be mad at me for naming the call for a real person. I mean, it does paint a picture. Like, I do think you could probably paint a similar picture in the other direction, but it, it is it is unsettling <laughs> the way that it has all panned out. <laughs> yeah. When you just put it right there in writing, it, it, it is Ooh. tough. I'll have some, I have some introspection to do. Um, <laughs> and I'll do that during our break and when we come back we'll jump right in with some calls Mm -hmm. bye goodbye and we're back with a voicemail that i can't wait to rip into this person (laughs) can't wait to pinch this person vocally over the airwaves play the voicemail dana hi joel and mitra i love your show thank you wanted to call and I had a question. Uh, I am, I would consider myself an ally. I pretty much a straight guy am in LA and uh, I would, I just want to know how to be a better ally. I get really nervous about sharing stuff on Instagram, my Instagram stories and stuff. I will post something in my Instagram story and then immediately take it down because I am terrified of saying the wrong thing and I guess taking other people's work for, for what they are. But, you know, I, I want to share what other people are saying and give platforms to other people. So uh, I would love to know what your input is on this and if I'm overstepping lines by sharing things or, or not. I don't know. Anyway, love your podcast. Bye. Mm. 
So what will we name this person? We're gonna call this guy <clears throat> Allie. I was I was good. I was because when so the Google Google Voice Google capitalized voice. yes Al- Ally. Ally and I immediately thought of Star Wars Born that the billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so Allie. glad we're on. It actually makes me really happy that we were on the same yeah. page. <laughs> Why you <laughs> look so damn good in those jeans? Why you come around here with an ass like that? <laughs> I, that was Still one of my sing. top 100 songs of the year on Spotify. Oh my listened, god! Because I hit I listened to it so many times as a joke. And then it just hit a point where I was like, it's a banger. And then I <laughs> fully liked it. And it was one of the songs I listened to the most that year. Wow. Really upsetting stuff. What a what a what an insight into your your broken, destroyed brain. <laughs> um, the it is really like when I when I that made its way into that space for me and like the top one hundred, I was like Whatever machines want to do to me or, like, will tell me what to do, I will do. Like, I will fall when the robots take yeah. over. I will be one of the first to go. Yeah. I mean, I think whenever anything takes over, disease or whatever, like, I'm going to be the first to go for sure. But robots, I was like, didn't know. Thought I maybe had some strength. No, but they, they wrote a song and you bought it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is the song that they made as a joke is a bad song. Is the song that, like, sheeple-like? <laughs> I love. Okay. Anyway, so- Allie. Okay, Allie, here's the thing. Um, I think I, I think about this a lot, too. I think there is some element of, like, you're never going to make everybody happy with social media stuff in general. Like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be people who are annoyed about something that you're doing, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. I find um, two things I wanted to say that I, like, um, I repost, like, I if, if it's an issue that is not about a community that I'm a part of mm-hmm. or an issue that I'm a part of, like signal boost other people's posts. Yes. You don't have to make like a native post about it and like sort of like be righteous about it. Like, I don't, you know, there were recent stuff that you've posted that I have um, reposted just your post or retweeted your post right. or something like that. Yeah. I think sure. that's a great rule of thumb is like signal boost, amplify yeah. people who are actually affected and on then the ground. if you are like go off <laughs> right and there's this and here's the other thing i want to say is like i don't know like i i hear this question a lot like a lot of people i hear this question you you're you're coming from a very good faith like pov with this but then i hear a lot of people who are like oh you can't say anything as an ally without you know there are people who are like frustrated because they they think there's no good way to be an ally and i think like one of the best ways to be an ally is like to defocus from like social media and like if you want to be an ally just show up your physical body when people are asking you to show up you know like yeah i mean when people give you action to take yes look and see what you're actually capable of doing. But I think with regards to your specific question of like, when's the okay time to like share stuff? I don't, I think like if you, I, I think it, you're, you're coming at it from the right place, which is like sharing and amplifying and signal boosting and all that. And I don't, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I don't, I don't really, I can't really think of a time that I've seen somebody like amplifying another person who is saying something productive or true and I, I don't I can't think of a time that I've seen that and been grossed out by it really yeah that's just me but I, I I don't know I feel like if somebody's like this is my perspective I need help and I see somebody sharing that I'm never like what the fuck like yeah they're they're crossing a line if you want to be an ally fucking Venmo me <laughs> fucking Venmo my ass and then you'll be an ally yeah pay for my fucking pottery class <laughs> oh god <laughs> so I can be happy <laughs> That's the only thing that's keeping me going. It, uh, yeah. I mean, 
completely. Because <laughs> she can't shit or eat. It's true. I mean, really, all I have now is pottery and like boring tea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Wow, we're really running through it because you can tell our heart is in it. Our, my, it's it's my heart has been like pounding for two days straight because I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> my heart's Woo. been pounding for seven days straight because I keep going up, 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 and then trying to bring myself down. <sighs> It really is like the reasons that we are sick are totally emblematic of like of, I'm sick from just eating like normal food <laughs> <laughs> and you are sick from a seven days straight of, of like drugs and fucking. Of being propped up from by, by chemicals alone. Yeah. Okay. Let's listen. It's, let's let me read that. You read Here, this I'll email. read this yeah. one. Um, dear Joel and Mitra slash Mitra and Joel. Hi, love the pod. Love you both equally. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing to get some advice regarding a friend who is batshit insane. <laughs> the briefest of backstories. Trigger warning. This is actually not that brief. No. Nope. None of my friends like her. Only child syndrome. Exaggerates everything. Claims to have had five stalkers. Says she's allergic to bees <laughs> because of swelling from a bee sting. Basically tells everyone she has cancer when she didn't, etc. Okay. Very self-centered. Fully image obsessed. Beyond the norm. Additionally, she is obsessed with being in a relationship after a seven-year relationship she waited just two months to jump into the next when that one ended after four years she waited three weeks before looking for love not hookups not dates love on okcupid and while it's not exactly crazy to look for love on okcupid what is crazy is the following since this last breakup, she's had a consistent streak of being ghosted or ending on bad terms with boys roughly every three weeks. Reasons for this include painting them portraits of their pets to give on their first date, inviting them to spend holidays with their family after two dates, and just generally being incredibly needy and self-centered. She wants a relationship so badly she's almost blinded by it. It's her only focus. She's very obsessed with image and living up to an idea of what she wants her life to be. And a relationship is the central point of that image. I've tried to politely communicate to her that dating strategies may not be the best, that her dating strategies, and it goes one ear and out the other. She's able to justify every choice. It has completely taken over both of our lives. She now calls me basically once a week to dump her latest drama on me, then hangs up without so much as seeing how I'm doing. My friends have encouraged me to tell her to fuck off, but I don't think that it's that simple. I've stayed friends with her for so long because she does have redeeming qualities. Also, I'm literally her only friend at this point. I have love for her and would hate to see her end up alone, both in friends and love. But lately, it's hard to stand by her. I'm nervous about addressing our personal issues because of the way she exaggerates and overreacts. What should I do? Should I tell her to fuck off? And if not, how do I convey to her my issues with our relationship and help her realize that she's being fucking crazy? Thank you for your help. Um... I'm going to call this person, um, um, no case, stupid. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> okay. Four brain cells coming together. And we to just, we this. just watched one jump off a ledge. <laughs> no case, stupid. No case, stupid. <laughs> no case, stupid. That was, that was first I kind of like that. This is crazy. This is a wild email. I love that she, after listing off of the, um, the numerous reasons why you should stay away from this person forever. Yeah. She says very casually. She does have redeeming qualities. List none of them. Yeah, I mean, we we certainly don't know what any of them are. So I I'm gonna I'm going off the information you're telling me. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like I, I feel like if this is someone that you love, then you probably owe it to yourself to let them know what your problems are before you like never speak to them again. But this seems kind of fucked up. I say you do what she does. I think you take a page out of her book. 
And paint her a picture. Paint her a picture of her on her own fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say that, like, lying about having cancer is um, next level. That is, some, like, anytime I hear about somebody doing that, I'm like, you, like, you need to be banned from whatever community that you are yeah. in. Yeah. That's, that's not okay. Um, I wonder, I, I do wonder... I think like you're right. You do need like you owe her a conversation at best, but it, it will probably end up in a mind. fuck off. Like because yeah. the thing is, is like people sometimes people like this just need to end up rock bottom. Yeah, it's like you're not doing anything by enabling her and like getting on. the. I mean, I've certainly I've not had this situation, but I've certainly had like incredibly volatile friends that I enabled by continuing to engage with them and starting a podcast with them. Yes. And, and um, dating them for a little while wow. and then and, doing and an urgent care podcast, podcast with them. Continue. And when I pinch you, you like it. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> we, Joel and I are going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you, um, here's, cause here's the, what I got a little bit was fear out of this. Like when you say like she exaggerates and overreacts, I think what you do is you do like full on intervention style, read her a letter, get it in writing. This is what you said. Like do it over text. Is that crazy? I mean, is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I do think it seems like they've been friends for a really long time. So, But I really do feel like with people like this, who it sounds like lie and twist, and they sound like they have like mutuals that maybe the mutuals w- wouldn't believe her anyways. But this is the kind of person who's going to put this on Insta story or Facebook. You know, she's going to talk about it. And I think that there is like, if you are afraid that this person does not live in reality with you, you do it over chat. You do it over text because then you have the receipts and it gives you a time because the thing is, is like, I feel like she's going to respond really quickly and really volatilely. And that will give you a moment to like, take a breath and be like, you know, compose your answer accordingly in a way that's like going to be helpful. And you know, you, you don't, you, when, cause when you have these conversations with these kind of people face to face, like it can, it can spiral out of control so much faster. Cause you feel like you have to say something immediately to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you do it over text, you give yourself a little chance to like think, and you can have your friends there over your shoulder and they're saying yeah they're in the next door bar and they're, they have they're, a little a party for you when it's yeah. when you get done yeah I mean I think it's very sad but it's like this is a person who clearly has like big issues that they're not figuring out just based on the description that you have like I don't think a mentally sound person is going to pretend that they have cancer or, you know what I mean like it, it's just it does Beyond? sound like she's allergic to bees, though. It does sound like she's okay, allergic to bees. Okay, like we gotta if it gets swollen like that, maybe she's allergic, and maybe you know you should let her have that. Yeah, we can. You know, we can we can let her have that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've got to take care of yourself, and I I don't know. You're already this person's last friend. It's not your responsibility to like take care of this person for the rest of your life. Like it sounds like you're definitely doing your best. So it's time for you to tell her how you actually feel. And if it is from the safety of your phone and your home, go off quick. This sounds like a person who will absolutely desert you once they find someone crazy enough to be their boyfriend who. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it doesn't seem like this will like you're just you're not helping her at all by being dishonest and like, you know, like 
it's not a good friendship if you're emailing us five paragraphs about how much a person yeah. sucks. And then not, and not including the, any of the redeeming, just alluding to redeeming qualities. I, I truly, I'm rereading the email right now and there's nothing that I can see that is positive. No. So um, I think. And so I don't think like she would want to have a friend that feels this way about her either. No. Yeah. Maybe play, just play her the podcast. Yeah. Um, see how she wants to be your friend then. Yeah. Hope she listens. All right. Let's listen <laughs> to the next voicemail. Dana. Hey, Joel and Mitra. I've been listening to your podcast and you've given some really great advice. So I wanted to see if you could help me out. Okay. I'm in really bad crossroads right now. So I recently found out that my husband was cheating on me for about four months. And I found out um, looking through his phone randomly. Um, I saw a bunch of apps and weird things on social media and like money that he was paying people on like cash apps and Venmo. Like it was like a horror story. And I found it all out over like weeks. So I'm a traveling nurse, and I've been spending a lot of time away from home, and I've been getting really homesick, and I kind of just want to go back home. And I know it's crazy to, like, take him back because it's just the worst thing anybody could do, but I do love him, and he technically didn't sleep with anybody. And I know what you're thinking. That's fucking crazy. But no one was, like, willing, more or less, so he didn't, and the people he was talking to were pretty geographically not possible for him to sleep with. But the things he was doing was just crazy. Um, so we went to marriage counseling and I didn't, it didn't help me at all because I didn't learn how to not be angry and I didn't get my justice from what mm. happened to me. And I can forgive him, but I just want like someone to beat the shit out of him and then I'll be fine. But that's not possible, so I just have to forgive him and, like, keep living there. Or I have to just break up with him and, like, I don't know, my whole life will change and I'm so afraid of this. I don't know. I know there are, like, two million people out there and someone will be perfect for me. But I did really love him. We got married really young. Um, We got married at 22. I'm 25 now. So I know it's probably too young to get married. And I still have a lot more marriages than me probably but I do want to make this work. Please let me know how to not be angry. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Um, I just want to really quickly set the record straight just for like the science nerds listening. There are more than 2 million people out I, there. I, I there are more like, than, <laughs> there are more than 2 million people out there. And I'll I don't, say, you're going through a really hard time, but I just want to say you can't come on in this podcast and lie about how many people are out there. The earth is 2000 years old. Okay. But there are more, are than, more two than 2 million, million people. people. Okay, and that's a testament, a testament and, to and, the beauty of and the earth. And do not come on our podcast and spread lies about how many people are on this planet. Yeah, evolution not real, but <laughs> lots of people on this planet. One time, lots I was people. on a, um, I went on like what what I didn't know was, but what quickly revealed itself to be a date with someone in my hometown. And <gasps> within w- part of the date, he was like, "I have a whole, I have a whole day of activities planned for us," and. He, the first thing that we did was we took a five mile kayak ride together. And within, I would say the first 15 minutes of the kayak ride, he revealed to me that he did not believe that there was enough evidence to support (laughs) evolution. (laughs) And I go, oh, (laughs) and then just kept going on that kayak ride. Cause where was I going to go? That's the perfect place to reveal to someone that you don't believe in science. Yes. Kayak ride. There's it a- was so crazy. I mean, so much more happened that day, but we can't even get into it. But yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
But speaking of that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. My hottest friend believes, though, Earth is flat. For real. He believes that. And there were moments when I had, like, done ketamine on the ship where I was like, I could believe this. Honestly, um, here's the thing. I, I know so little that I could be convinced of almost yeah. anything. There's so, you, like, I, I just, I'm like, sure, whatever. Have like, you ever been on a boat? Like, in I'm the middle like, of the ocean and looked out, you're like, yeah, this I'm, could be fun. I'm also like, who cares? I'm not going to space. Yeah, like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah the earth's flat. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> what does it change for me? We at the end are of the day? not <laughs> doing wait, 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 wait. good things. <laughs> okay. But now we're back to this nurse, this traveling nurse. <laughs> and with with that, with us saying that we can be convinced easily <laughs> that the earth is flat, we would like to, to give some advice. <laughs> <laughs> to this traveling nurse, what are we gonna call her? Oh, she's um, a nurse. She's traveling. She's angry. Um, mm. um, I'm sort of feeling like a, you know, there's like a nurse Jackie, a right. nurse ang- anger, Carrie Underwood vibe. She wants him to be beat up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking sort of. Um, I hate where I'm at. Um, um, she wants justice. That's a big one. Oh yeah. Um, um, justice RN. Justice RN. That's like a great show. <laughs> yeah, that's coming to TNT this fall. Right after Rosalie and Isles. Justice RN. Justice RN mm-hmm. coming to TNT Thursdays at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> she can't. She'll take your blood pressure. She can't tell you what's wrong with you. You should wait until the doctor comes in. <laughs> <laughs> she'll take your blood pressure, but she can't control her own. <laughs> 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 or whatever. She'll weigh you, um, and then she'll get justice. Um, justice <laughs> RN, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we must. Justice <laughs> we RN. Give, we, we give it catchphrases, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's, I, I want to start off by saying that I think, like, the idea of monogamy has warped your mind in, in this very specific way in that the fact that he has not, you seem very fixated on the fact that he was not actually able to sleep with any of these people that he was sending money to. I don't know. That seems very vague. Yeah, the point is that he was it, trying to. It was a, it's, it's a form of cheating mm-hmm. because it broke your trust. Yes, it doesn't I, matter if he didn't actually fuck anybody. And I feel, for one thing that really stuck out to me was the counseling and that you felt that it didn't work because you didn't learn how to not be angry. And just from my perspective, I don't see that as being the point of counseling is not to like this, like section off an emotion and destroy it. It's to work through it. So it like it, I don't know. I, it seems to me like you should get to be angry. Yeah. Like you got, you got cheated. It sounds on. like it sucks. Yeah. It's awful. Like I would be, you should be pissed off. And it, if you're still pissed, that's okay. Like the situation can be over and you can still be mad about it. Like just because he's not like trying to fuck long distance women anymore. doesn't mean that like you don't have to be pissed off. Yeah. Anymore. And it's been four months. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I'm still pissed off about stuff that happened to me when I was in Years high ago. school. Years ago. <laughs> Years and years ago. And so, like, I, I don't know. Are you still in counseling? Because, girl, find a new counselor. Because it doesn't sound like – sounds like it was it was not even just that, like, she wasn't able to find, like, the relief that she – she was she's still angry. But it's like, did you talk about that at all? Like, you want to beat this man up. That I, They won't fix it for you. Also, like, Maybe 25, 
young, like you're traveling around with a job that will allow you to, it sounds like go other places. And if you're already traveling for work, like, is it possible that home base could change? What is justice for you? Justice RN? Like that's such a crazy concept to me in these sorts of dispute in, in these sorts of when, when someone's betrayed like this by someone that they love. Like, what does justice look like? I mean, it sounds like justice is that this person, her husband gets physically injured, which is, I would say, not great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's, I think that's like, I get that emotion, but I don't know that it's going to ultimately make her feel any better. And I don't think that, she, I think she needs to sort of like figure out what it is. She's like, I can forgive him, but I just want someone to beat the shit out of him. And it's like, okay, yeah. babe. Your husband getting beat up doesn't make him a good yeah. husband. It makes and him an injured man who's like still Dixie trying to fuck other song. people. Yeah. Like, goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Earl. Tell, say, say goodbye to Earl. I mean, I mean but I'm, yeah, it's like. Ultimately, I, I say, um, I say leave him. I vote leave him. And I know that's very simplistic and like you want like complicated answers from us. I mean, if you, because it, what I'm getting from this in my professional opinion in after (laughs) a week of like heavy drug use and no brain capacity left is that like you are more concerned with like this feeling of home and comfortability that you have that, that, that stability, stability that makes total sense because you got married so young and and it doesn't even feel like it's centered in this guy. It feels like it's just like you have this life and now you're either going to have to like either way your life has been blown up. Yes. It's like what how much control do you have over what happens after the yeah. big first big incident? And it sounds like part of your anger is just because you, you, you're you trying to like you're like, OK, I'm, I'm going to stay with him and I'm going to try to have that same life. But no matter what, you're living in a new paradigm now. And mm-hmm. you have to figure out if you can live in that new life with him. If he's worth, like your life is never going to be the same. It is never going to go back. You're never going to like feel some cathartic release of justice or anger or tension. Like if he gets his knees bashed in, there's not going to be any sort of cathartic release that will then bring you back to zero and bring you back to the life that you had before he was sending sluts cash <laughs> over Venmo. <laughs> No, it's not going to happen. Your life has changed now. And so, like, you have to decide if you want your life, if, if you still want him in this new version of your life, or you want to start with one of the more than two million people. More than two million people. And as life. a fellow flat earther, I just want to say that I agree <laughs> with Joel. <laughs> 25 I mean, is so young. 25 does not even feel like a reset. And you, it seems like you have a good job that has other opportunities and there seem to be other places you can go and it's a big deal to leave and move on and do other stuff but it is available to you um so good luck <laughs> good luck good luck justice rn good luck justice rn Pitch your story to tnt honestly you should <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break and then we'll be back And we are back. back. Oh, wow. It's coming With back. The broken voice. Here mm-hmm. we go. You just, you're talking your way out of a lost exactly. voice. Pretty beautiful. You're seeing it in real time. <laughs> Let's hear this voicemail. Dana? Hi, Nitra and Joel. Um, same appreciation for both. We need to get that out of the way. Quick read. <laughs> we are We're so really hard fragile. to find the phone number slash scary to call, but okay, quick things. Um, I'm a comedian, yeah, but my problem is when I listen to podcasts such as yourself or a Seek Treatment or a Las Culturistas, I find myself sort of mimicking 
like comedic tropes that you guys use on the podcast. And I want to know how can I stay a fan and avoid being a vulture of the culture? All right. Because I just caught myself thinking in Pat Regan's voice, like, and that's what made me call, babe. So <laughs> help me. <laughs> <laughs> help me. <laughs> um, we're going to call, what do you, what, what, what should we call this person? We should call this person, hmm, um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to commit the cardinal sin of using real names, but okay. I wanted to call this person, <laughs> Catherine Joltra, what's like, he- Mowen? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it was really Patherin that I was kind Patherin. of excited about. I feel like I haven't heard them do that before. Patherin. What? Patherin? Patherin. No, I don't think they've done that. I mean, who knows? Who um, knows? I have a, I actually, I haven't had, I have Patherin a- s- Bowen. Patherin Bowen. Wow. I mean, that's something. Patherin Bowen? That's just Patherin, Pat and Cat and Bowen. You're erasing- I know. You're erasing Matt completely. But that's, a, that's the start. That's kind of nice. And Catherine then because there's Bowen? still three of us. She was saying the th- the six total hosts are who she's talking like. I think it should be seek culture urgently. Urgently seeking culture. Urgently seeking culture. Urgent. <laughs> Thursdays on, on TNT. <laughs> urgently seeking culture. Urgently Pather- seeking I culture. think just, I think Patherine. Let's, yeah, Patherine. Patherine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like, listen, I like Pat jokes about this a lot. Like people copy him a lot. And that's, I'm sure true. As a comedian, here's the thing. I think we all start off, especially early in our careers, aping somebody or a couple of different people. And then, and people will notice that. I think it's like happening a lot. Like you're seeing, I saw a tweet went viral recently where it was like, you're copying John Early or Kate Berlant too much or whatever. And it's like, I've talked to John and Kate about this a lot. And I just feel like, um, for a while, like when I was starting out in open mics, like everyone was doing bad Bill Burr or bad, you know, TJ Miller or like bad insert, you know, Louis C.K., whoever you want, like everyone did that. And it just so happens that now there are these other options for people who aren't straight white guys to ape. And like, the thing is, is like, yes, when you're a young comedian, you do that, you copy, you ape until you figure out your own lane, your own voice within that. And the thing is, is the people who don't do that don't become successful because their Mm -hmm. people are like, that's just a bad version of X, Y, Z. Right. But the people like, trust us, like Pat and Kat and Bone and me and, and all of us, we all started out. I'm sure at one point someone would have said that's a bad version. I mean, there, I mean, you probably were always singular. People said, people looked at you and said, wow, (laughs) singular voice of her generation. But, (laughs) but no, I do, I do. I think it's like, don't worry so much about it because you'll figure it out like within that. And you'll know, and you'll know, like, yeah. And I feel like I personally, like I've definitely felt, um, the, I've had the feeling like, oh, that, uh, that person is saying something that sounds like something that I would say. And it's like, it it shouldn't, people aren't, I I don't, I don't really get as upset about it as I did before. Cause I'm just like, it doesn't actually, it doesn't mean that I like disappear. The things that I say and the way that I say them are, are coming from me. And it's not a big deal if people like that and want to use it as a vessel to, like, figure out what they want to do. And and the people that you're, like, like, all f- six of us are, people will notice. 
people do notice. And that's why like it's a, it's a check and a balance thing. And that's why people don't keep doing it because people like that's it's just like a starting off point. It's like, you know, it's a template basically to like figure and then you figure out your own comedic voice from there. Yeah. I don't think it's a huge deal. Also, it's really fun to talk like Cat and Pat and no, Pat it and is. And Joel. I it mean, every, is. it is. I, mean, I would love to. I would love to know what anyone could possibly take from this podcast. I know. <laughs> I I sing horribly at the top of my lungs. Yeah. I take a really long time to think of a name. <laughs> but Matt recently told me he was like, "Oh, I saw some young. There are some young girls um, in New York who are doing you now." And I'm like, and it was like so. Who are doing you? Me, yeah. And it was like, I, I don't even know what that is because I feel like I'm so like, I don't know. Like what the, f- like, oh, they were just talking about like Whole. eating ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, is it a subject matter JK. thing? Like, do I have any distinguishable marks? Like, I Definitely. I mean, mannerisms and your cadence and delivery and stuff. But anyway. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Trust me. Pat and Cat weren't always Pat and Cat. Pat and Cat were once... Catherine. <laughs> Once a verb. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. And truly honoring Catherine with a burp. Yeah. And that was me copying Catherine. <laughs> and sort of elevating it. That's what you have to do. Wow. Copy when, when you ele- when you can elevate. When Catherine and I lived together, it was burp city. It was so <laughs> disgusting. It was really, really a horrible place. Oh, can I actually say too? Um, there was one couple that I fucked on the boat. And then afterwards, they both, we went to go follow each other on Instagram. And one of them was like, oh my God, you know, Catherine and Pat and Mo and Bowen and Matt. How do you know them? I'm obsessed with their podcasts. And I was like, can I just like have one experience that does not lead back to these four people that are going to be in my life forever? I was just so furious. I was like, you know, I have a podcast too, actually. Hey, always working. Always working. I was like, listen, I hope they're they're listening right now. I was like, actually it's with, and they're like, oh, do you have a co-host? And I was like, yeah, she used to live with Catherine. (laughs) And I won't tell you her name. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to figure it out. Catherine's roommate. (laughs) I am famously Catherine's roommate. Catherine's roommate. And that's all you'll be. (laughs) And I am the owner of, uh, not owner, but Pat lives in my old room now. That is true. He refers to it as Mitra's Place. Mitra's Place. Uh, I don't know if he still does, but I know No, no, no. Over a year. I was just in Miami with him. He still refers to it as Mitra's Room. That's really endearing. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's move on to another voicemail. Hello. Um, I am a big fan and for some reason I'm noticing that I'm like so nervous right now, but, um, anyways, I have a a work issue more or less. Um, basically I've been, um, volunteering with this amazing project for like two years now, met one of my now really good friends through it and it's come to a point where there's a really critical point where there's some growth happening and whatnot and a while back um, the people in charge of the project offered me more or less very casually offered me a a position with them that I would help create and plan and whatnot and then recently as my friend and I have been super involved trying to get things off the ground um, the people in charge of kind of casually like suggested, oh my gosh, you guys are such great teammates. You, I would love to see you lead this position together. And it's the one that I like kind of wrote the job description for and was dreaming about um, being mine and mine alone. And I'm like 
really afraid that uh, not only it would like kind of rupture our friendship a little bit, but also I'm sensing so much internalized like competitiveness on my side and it makes me feel nasty and like I'm not lifting up other women in the workplace, especially a good friend. Um, and I've been working at this terrible cafe job for so long because I've just been holding out for this one opportunity and so I feel like there's a lot writing on it. But um, anyways, I guess I'm wondering how I could maybe bring this conversation up with my friend and also the people in charge of making this happen um, and how to manage these expectations. So anyways, thank you so much. Keep up the amazing work that you guys are doing. Um, yeah, bye. Okay, Mitra, what are we calling this one? I want you to lift up this woman by okay. naming her. Let's see. Um, so I'm starting from a place of girl boss. Yes, I know. I, that's like immediately where I thought too. I was sort of thinking like lean in. Yeah, I was thinking like Katie's scary. Katie's <laughs> like because of Roar. Um, oh, because of Roar. And yeah, like she's upset. The squad. Um, she's upset. Um, Katie scary. Katie's scary. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so Katie's scary. Um, oh, that's what, okay. That's what we're going with. I mean, do you have something? Else? No, no, no. I told you I want to lift up other women by letting you name her and you by extension, lifting up a woman by naming her. And that's what you named her. That is what I chose to name her. The other option was just simply pussy hats. So <laughs> 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 I chose the lesser of two evils. I kind of like pussy hat better. Okay. We'll call you Pussy hat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pussy hat. And now hat. you're married to that and you have to keep saying pussy hat. So pussy hat. Um I uh I feel that first of all, I think this is totally relatable of like I feel like I've been in this position a ton, especially just creatively, where it's like you are working well with someone and then it's like, okay, you guys should do this together. And it's like, well, actually, no. <laughs> like, I feel like I've just had this situation in my life so many times. So I definitely see where you're coming from, especially if it's a place that you've been working at for longer and all that kind of stuff. I think, first of all, I think it's just worth having a conversation with this friend about this prospect. Like I, I, I found myself just wondering, like, does the person know that they're maybe up for this job to share with you? Does this person even want that job that they're up to share with you? Like, because, because if it is like a money thing, like, I feel like if, if you're going to be making less money because this person is sharing a job with you, then that is very frustrating. That was one of my big questions was, A, is this, uh, is this company going to be paying you both the same? B, though, I think like the bigger question to ask about yourself, because I feel like there's like a, there's a worry in here that you're only upset about this because of internal competitiveness and you feel shitty that you're like, you know, feeling selfish about it. But you need to ask yourself the honest question of, would this role be better with both of you leading it? Yeah. Would the job be better served by having two competent people lead it? Or would it actually, is this actually just your bosses misunderstanding the role and misunderstanding your relationship with this person? Right. And like, you're in a better position to answer that than anybody because you created the position. Yeah. So ask yourself that question. And if the answer is actually, yes, this position would probably be better served by having two people cover it, then you set your ego aside and do it. Yeah. If the answer is no, 
then have the tough come. You do not have to actually, I don't think she has to have a conversation with this friend at all. I think that she, this is her stupid fucking boss's (laughs) fault for bringing this up without talking to her first. You go to the bosses, you have that frank conversation, say, I do not think that this job is best, better served by two people and you need to make a choice and it should be me. Yeah, and you, and, you, and, mean, and that's you taking one of Taylor Swift's dancers <laughs> from the Bad Blood tour or whatever. Oh yeah, because they're drama. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I, but she's pussy hat. Never mind. That doesn't matter. Pussy anymore. hat. That pussy hat. Matter. Pussy hat. But I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I mean, you're talking about how you're volunteering with an amazing project, so it's a place that clearly that like you care about, and it sounds like a place that I assume, I hope, is doing really good work for you to give them so much of your time. Um, so. I would just hope that when you look inward and one like are asking yourself about like if it actually would help to have more people involved, like just challenge yourself to make the right answer. Because sometimes it feels like I think the problem also is like it sucks to feel competitive. But I think a lot of that competitiveness comes from a fear of like, am I valuable? And like, do people actually see what I offer and what I'm Mm -hmm. capable of? And I think that's for me, like the times that I feel the most insecure about like someone taking my place is really just me feeling insecure about like, do people know what I do and the work that I have? So I think no matter what, like you should have a meeting with your bosses and just make sure that they understand like what your expectations are and what your contributions are so that you feel seen. Like I think that's a huge part of it. It's just not like a lot of the, from my experience, when I am feeling this way, I just don't feel seen and I don't feel appreciated. And that's when I start to take it out on other people in the equation, when it really might just be like, it might be better to have two people. And, um, you know, women are socialized to not, to, to feel bad about this kind of stuff. Cause like when you were going to do this podcast alone. Oh yeah. I and, was, and Earwolf like, said, actually you got, you and Joel work so well together. And you need, you need to have a man to who curse. says mean things yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came in and I said, I'm going to pinch her. And we had a, we auditioned a couple thousand people for the role, but Joel Mm-mm. was the one who made me cry the quickest. The quickest. <laughs> <laughs> and that means something. Um, good luck. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> we have one more little email. And you know what? This has been a heavy episode. Yeah. This has been a heavy episode because we've brought really dark-sided energy to it. <laughs> <laughs> we've brought really dark-sided energy. We sort of brought that into the room, to the episode. I brought this new sort of sexy voice with me. And I have the same horrible ones. So. Yeah. It's I like, can't seem to catch God, a break. Could barf some of, all night. Could some of the barf, the, could some of the stomach acid sort of rub off on those vocal cords and give you something like a Kathleen Turner sort of? I know. I'd love to have like a little rasp, but, but unfortunately, the rest of my body is completely destroyed, but I still sound like this. this. <laughs> and that sucks. I know. Anyways, we want to- Hi, I'm running for president. It's <laughs> <laughs> too late. Anyway, oh, so we wanted to leave you guys on something a little lighter. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll read this one. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> hi Mitra hi Joel I love you both and I love the show so much so I have a problem I go to the grocery store too. <laughs> I can't even read it <laughs> I go to the grocery store too much there's a grocery store about 500 feet from my house dream and it's super convenient but I'm nervous that the employees there are like this girl is here every day what the hell is her problem the story is basically that I'm in recovery from an eating disorder where I used to either binge a ton or eat nothing at all I guess this was not as light as I remembered it being and there was no in between so keeping food in the house is a trigger at the moment I'm doing well with the recovery and I'm in a really good rhythm where I eat through every 
I eat enough every day and I'm no longer binging. But the thing is, is I have to go to the purchase ingredients for what I want to eat that day or pick up pre-made salad or sandwich at my grocery store. I love it. Honestly, that little walk to my grocery store is peaceful and it's a thing that I can look forward to every day. However, the more I go to the more... The more I go, the more I'm like, uh, do these people think I'm weird? I live in a small neighborhood inside a larger city, so although it's definitely a metropolitan area, the specific grocery store feels almost like a small town store. I know every single one of the employees, and they recognize me and sometimes even say hello to me by name. Is that embarrassing? How do I fix this? As I continue with my recovery, I'm hoping to be able to keep food in the house, but right now I know that I would that would be a trigger. I don't want it to I don't want to stop going to the grocery store just because I feel weird about it. It provides me with so much joy. It's literally my source of food and it's one of my favorite parts of the day please help anyway again love you guys xo i'm using my childhood email <laughs> a common thing that people do i know i really loved that one and we can't say what it is but it, do you <laughs> remember amazing. that one yeah, it was like our second or third episode yes. it was incredible um i want to name this gilmore girl <laughs> because it's a small town vibe. For me, it was whole mood. <laughs> whole mood. Okay, no, that's better. That's better. No pinch for Mitra today. <laughs> you don't get the pinch because that is much better. Whole mood. Um, I, this is this, such a classic non-problem. I know. I think this is amazing. It's like you've, you're, you're finding a situation that makes you feel good. You love it. You have fun. Like this... And everyone knows you by name and says hi to you because yeah, they like you being there. Exactly. Like Gilmore Girls, this, the town in Gilmore Girls. This I, is very charming. Yeah. And it sounds really productive and, and, and healthy. And I know that you're only keeping food in the house like uh, day by day because it's like for your specific, you know, um, what you need to do. But I think that's better anyways. I think it's better... For I think everybody should do this. To me, it's like, um, and I, I this is based on nothing, um, but it feels very European to yeah. me to like get the Unlike everything else we say on this podcast, this, <laughs> this, this, this especially, is based on nothing. Like really, I just don't know why I feel this way, but it feels very like chic and European. Yeah, like, I just I'm getting her- like my two apples uh, for this and like the ingredients for yeah. the salad and that's what I'm eating I see lunch. her fucking carrying a bag at home. The, you, like, like my dream is one brown paper bag Ugh, at the grocery store. Dude. Carrying in two arms, you know? Yes. I I feel so <laughs> frenzied every time I'm in the grocery store. Having it, Imagining it being, like, this experience to me sounds beautiful. And you love it and you look forward to it every day. So that's incredible. I think you should lean in harder and really become, like, a part of the fabric of the grocery store yes, community. Yes, and the fact that people know your name and recognize you every day. I, if I, First of all, I will tell you for a fact you are not the only person going in there that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know. Because I used to go into, like— I don't, I don't know if you're probably not in New York, but like I would go into my bodega every day, practically in New York. And yeah. like, that's the same shit. Like people and love it's that. A fe- it's a feeling of community. community. You're in a neighborhood. That's really nice. Community. I think it's awesome. Good for you. I'm glad you're finding something that's like working for you and helping you. But also I think it's just really nice yeah. outside of that too. We think this is a really funny question. We think your life is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to the grocery store every day and you think it's a problem because guess what, babe? We love it. We love it. We it's not love a problem. It. We're jealous of it. I wish there was a grocery store in walking distance from my house. Oh my God. If there's a grocery store 500 feet away from there, actually there is one very close to me and I don't go, but it's more like, like non-perishable items. Right, right, I'm right, not right. getting produce there. Yeah. I just feel, I like, I love a walk. I like the things that I can walk to every day. Like I, I could make coffee in my house every day, but I go to the same coffee uh, shop every day because really I like nice. the little walk. A 500 feet walk is great. Yeah. 500 feet. 
And that's all. You should only get 500 steps a day. That's it. <laughs> that's what the Flat Earther community told me. Is yeah. You should only get 500 steps a day. Because if you get day. more, you might fall right off the edge. Oh, you don't know how true. close you are to the edge at any given point. And I would have walked 500 yeah, steps and I would have walked 500. <laughs> uh, I would fall off the face of the fucking earth. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the song parody business now. You are weird out. <laughs> But you have worse hair. That's true. I would love to have the curls of like that. Tight curl. Yeah. Really like well maintained curl. I want to see you get a perm. I got a perm when I was in like seventh grade. My mom had me and my sister get a perm because we weren't doing good stuff with our hair. And that's <laughs> and that's what happens. You get punished with a perm. You get punished with a perm. I want to get a perm. I thought I mean, about it. You do such cool stuff. I'm gonna with your hair. I'm gonna grow out my hair, dye it blonde again, and then get a perm. Great. <laughs> It's like curly? Look, yeah. Uh, my hair will never get curly, but it'll get wavy. Like waves. Oh, that'd be really right? nice. Yeah. Right? I would love to see you with long hair. It'll be over for you. I know. Sexually. That's the only thing. I know. It'll sec- ruin I you. will bl- I, Every time we come into the studio, I'll be so blackout horny. The I first know. 20 minutes will be us just raw dogging surfing in, in on your own vaginal fluid. Oh. <laughs> God, every time. <laughs> well, and on, on that, that note. <laughs> 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 right when we start picking up, baby, it's I time know, to head on so out. I'm so horny. Um, <laughs> Thanks have, so much for all of your calls and emails and your updates. We love the we updates love so the much, updates. Oh, especially gosh, when it's about how updates. cool and awesome we are. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, we love it so um, much. At any point in time, you may call us or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Please. Please, please. Or leave us a short email at uh, our voicemail. short voicemail. Sorry, I always fuck this up at 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371. You can find all this info in our metadata. Um, thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, July. Thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Um, thank you, when Joel. Is this coming? When is this one coming out? Two weeks. Okay, so I'll be at at Sarah at at no, I'll be at some school in New York. <sighs> so if you go to some school in New York, you should definitely check out Sarasota, Joel in a couple Sarah, weeks. <laughs> what's in Sarasota? What's in Sarasota? What's the school that's in Sarasota? Like a SUNY. Sarasota Springs. I don't know. I'll be in Sarasota Springs if you go. You're at some school in Sarasota Springs. I'm there for some comedy festival, and then I'm in Philly for the Fringe Arts Festival the next night. February 8th, and I'm going to fuck a gastroenterologist. <laughs> That's Italy. great. That's where I'll be. What about you? Um, Nothing to plug, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, I can, nothing I can say now and nothing I will say now. Oh, that means she's booked and busy, but she can't. The deadline article hasn't dropped. Anyways, we love you guys. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.